Uh, in a country where 88% of the population is metabolically unhealthy, we need to start preventing and resolving the chronic disease epidemic that has been a crisis long before the emergence of COVID. If no attention is paid to this, then we and we're just hiding from the virus with masks and social distancing and lockdowns, you know, then we won't be prepared for future situations and we just become weaker and more vulnerable as a population. Hello, hello. Thank you for joining. This is episode three. I will be discussing COVID and the politics and current events going on around COVID. So if you follow me, you probably know that I believe that we shouldn't be relying on our government for our health. However, in the current situation of COVID-19, There needs to be some responsibility in delivering information on health and building the immune system coming from the doctors that we hear on TV and public officials, whether that's the CDC or the World Health Organization. I'm not talking about masks. Social distancing, hand sanitizer, these are ways of hiding from a virus. Um, It really isn't sustainable to hide from microbes. Um, These These suggestions that they give us just don't address the problems when you actually do get sick. Having deficient or even insufficient serum vitamin D concentrations increases the risk of a severe outcome of COVID and death by sometimes, you know, 20 fold. This is a huge, huge factor. Um, And there's a lot of discussion about this, but not a lot of communication coming from the health authorities that people are listening to on a daily basis. So um, considering that the research is available on PubMed, which is you know, through the National Institute of Health, and Dr. Fauci is on the head of that for infectious diseases, you would think that they would add these suggestions to the CDC guidelines. So since it also affects people with pre-existing conditions such as obesity and diabetes the most, you would also think that they would put in suggestions such as losing excess fat, avoiding processed foods and sugars. In order to save lives, people need to prioritize their health. And I have gotten backlash on social media months ago for saying this same thing. People would say, well, there isn't enough, there isn't enough time to lose weight. And this is not true, by the way. There's plenty of time. Even just 5 to 10% loss of body weight can reduce pro-inflammatory cytokines. And the cytokine storm is the body's reaction to COVID in severe cases. Um, there's been plenty of time to clean up your diet while you're at home. You can exercise at home. There's free ways to work out at home through YouTube. You know, all these trainers on Instagram are ho- hosting live exercise classes. So there's really no excuse Um, And now that it has been about eight months since we've been in this, someone could have easily lost weight, kept it off, changed their diet, and basically given themselves a better outcome. Uh, Also, zinc deficiency is common, especially in the elderly, which are more at risk of severe COVID outcomes already. Um, So I mean, the health officials should be should be noting these nutrient deficiencies as risk factors. It is so irresponsible that they have not paid attention to these nutrients as part of their suggestions. You know, even if you don't lose weight as fast, improving your diet through cutting out refined carbs, industrialized seed oils, which are like soybean oil and those types of oils that are pro-inflammatory, cutting out processed foods and just eating quality protein and fat can help reduce inflammation, can improve overall metabolic health. So these should be part of the suggestions, but they're not. So now I want to move on to 
the health and medical freedom realm of the policies, the New York Bar is urging the state of New York to pass mandatory COVID-19 vaccines and also to just bypass any religious or philosophical exemptions, meaning people won't be able to opt out for their own beliefs, which is really a threat to our freedom and not very liberal considering New York is a democratic state. It's also kind of ironic to be pro-choice on abortion, my body, my choice, and then make people inject themselves with warp speed vaccines that uses new mRNA technology and hasn't been around long enough. Joe Biden, when he was interviewed last month about the possibility of mandating vaccines, he actually said he, he was open to the idea, but that it would be hard to enforce. Um, he also said he would judge a mandate based on the efficacy of a vaccine. Anyway, the point is getting a vaccine should be a choice. If someone believes that by getting the vaccine, they will protect themselves, should they be exposed to COVID, then power to them. If other people who are hesitant towards vaccines, whether it's because they have done research on the harm from vaccines or have a child that has been injured due to vaccines, or they're aware of the 1986 law, which I will read to you right now, Basically, what the law says is that no vaccine manufacturer shall be liable in a civil action for damages arising from a vaccine-related injury or death associated with the administration of, of a vaccine after October 1st, 1988, if the injury or death resulted from side effects that were unavoidable, even though the vaccine was properly prepared and was accompanied by proper directions and warnings. For these people who are vaccine hesitant, I hate the word anti-vaxxer, can we just stop with the polarizing and gaslighting? Like the whole basis and foundation of science is to question, to prove, to disprove theories as it evolves over time and we find new evidence. Science should not be about gaslighting people for wanting to know how things work. Uh, anyway, the bigger picture of our immune system, our metabolic health, they're just not being addressed by the policies that these politicians who have been in office for years. It doesn't matter Democrat or Republican. I mean, you would think that the liberals would be open to subsidizing healthy food. Um, even the SNAP benefits, formerly known as food stamps, you know, people are able to buy soda filled with high fructose corn syrup with their food stamps, which just adds to the diabetes and obesity epidemic. We need more suggestions that actually address people's health and immune systems. Biden has proposed a national mask mandate, but if he, if he goes to that extent, he should also be working on minimizing pesticides, antibiotics in the food. They destroy our microbiome and our gut health and our immune systems. They should be subsidizing healthy foods. Again, this is a very reactive approach you know, and does not solve the problem of if you get the virus despite best efforts to avoid it. Uh, in a country where 88% of the population is metabolically unhealthy, we need to start preventing and resolving the chronic disease epidemic that has been a crisis long before the emergence of COVID. If no attention is paid to this, then we, and we're just hiding from the virus with masks and social distancing and lockdowns, you know, then we won't be prepared for future situations and we just become weaker and more vulnerable as a population. So speaking of minimizing pesticides, Joe Biden actually took contributions from the CEO of a Chinese-owned manufacturer of pesticides, which are blamed for, you know, disrupting honeybees and uh, birds and butterflies. So can you imagine the harm that it does to us uh, since we're eating foods that contain these pesticides? And also while he was in Congress, he, he had the opportunity uh, to vote on GMOs. However, 
he actually refused to co-sponsor certain bills that were introduced that would actually have required safety testing, labeling, and contamination prevention for GMOs. So the Chinese manufacture of these pesticides and insecticides that sponsored Joe Biden are called neonicotinoid, uh, which are a class of neuroactive insecticides that are similar to nicotine. Um, They're actually banned in Europe for the most part, obviously still allowed in the United States. Um, However, it is a concern because of, you know, their interference with pollinators and bees. Uh, I don't need to get into that here, but we know that local honey and the bees are all part of an ecosystem and that does affect our health. There is evidence that points to this specific class of pesticides as well as others that can contribute to obesity and type 2 diabetes. So there was actually a study on the the neonicotinoid insecticide where it actually promoted insulin resistance in male mice. You know, we can't just uh, ignore these pesticides. They're so widely used in our agriculture that they definitely make an impact. And these comorbidities are one of the biggest risk factors when it comes to COVID-19. So if they're claiming that they want to follow the science, well, here's some science for you. The CDC said that 94% of COVID deaths had underlying medical conditions, including hypertensive disease, diabetes, cardiac arrest, heart failure. These are metabolic conditions. So why wouldn't you want to tackle these while you tackle COVID if most of the deaths are with these comorbidities? That's my question. So hopefully one day they will see the link. Uh, Until then, let's all take control of our health because we definitely cannot rely on government policies to do that for us now, can we? Until next time, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) 